0: Is the G220 effect? I am Steve. And I'm Denai. Galatians 220 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And this is the G220 effect.
1: We believe that this word will help bring transformation in your life by the power
0: of the Holy Spirit in you. Let's get it and let's go. Yeah, 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 gotta like that intro, gotta like that flavor, man It it makes you feel like it's something about to happen, something's about to change Yeah, You know, when we, when we, I'm about to preach y'all, when we get into the atmosphere You know, something's (laughs) gotta change, something on the inside Amen. Something's pouring on the outside. It's got to <laughs> change. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> but here we are again with another opportunity to kick out some hot topics. Just some stuff that, that's good for your soul, good for your heart, that you may know and understand what God is saying and how He's saying it to us.
1: And you know, the amazing thing is what you just said is so true. It that that intro gets you excited because that's what the word really does. It it comes to transform our lives. The gospel transforms. We should not be the same. After going in this word, studying it, meditating on it. Uh I mean, it's it's a powerful word. When it, Joshua in Joshua says that if you meditate on this book day and night, there's power in that. When we take that word and we meditate on it over and over, and we allow these words, not just to be words we're reading with our mind, but we allow this word to come in our heart and begin to uh, pierce the heart and, and, and and go right to the intent as, as it says in Hebrews 4, 12, right? It pierces yeah, asunder bone yeah, and yeah, marrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, soul and spirit, uh, to to really get in there and discern all the intents of the heart, and get in there and get what needs out of you, uh, because that's that's the that's the part of the gospel. That's why Jesus came to deal with the things that were going on with our heart, <laughs> not only save us, but to
0: deal with the issues of our heart, so we can be saved and be made whole. And you know what's so amazing about that, you know, you look at it in a nutshell, you know, we said that in the beginning, the intro is, is popping, you know, it's lit, you know, <laughs> so to speak. But you know why is lit? Because we're being introduced unto the Savior, you know, and the introduction that he brings to us is so amazing because he, he wants us to be free in the introduction. You know, and what that means is that when he comes, he said, just harden not your heart, you know, be open pretty much to know that I-, I am he, I'm the one who come to set you free from all your troubles, all your pain, all your shortcomings, all your let me downs, all those different things that you cause, and then others help you cause, <laughs> you know, it- it's-, it's amazing. Because, yeah, you know, I've been in places, I've been in places that I shouldn't be. And here it is. God is saying, you know what? You will no longer have to be there. Come to me, you know? And so it brings to to us now the topic of the the, today, you know, what is it? What is it like to to be someone that's unsavory, you know, (laughs) maybe a a, a liar, maybe a, a cheat, maybe a thief? (laughs) <laughs> Amen. And, and so here we are, we're going to deal with the thief, you know, because the thief, you know, you know, a, a thief sometimes don't never, you know, they, they sometimes don't reap their just reward. You know, you steal something, oh, you got it, and you living with it, you know, but keep, guess what, you know, it, you just keep living with that thing that you stole, <laughs> but you didn't go to jail, you didn't get caught, you know, and people say, oh, it's going to catch up to you, but guess what, it, it, it didn't catch up with you, you know, and, and it didn't catch up to you, so... Here it is. You living as a thief.
1: Can I tell you something? One of the things, there are a lot of things that bother me, maybe because, you know, when you, when you love God and you have the fear of the Lord, you are born evil. So you, you don't like things that are the opposite of who God is. But one of those things is definitely people who steal. I just, I just, for the life of me, don't understand how somebody can take something that belongs to somebody else and say, it's mine now. Or, (laughs) I mean, what, what, going on in your head. But thank you, Jesus, that man, you, you help us, you help us to continue to become more like you and less of the wicked heart that, that Jesus said, uh, you know, that the heart is so desperately wicked. He talks in Jeremiah, the heart is so desperately wicked. Who shall know it? Like, the, the heart is just a wicked thing. And the things we can devise with our heart, even the idea of taking something that doesn't belong to you. Uh, I was I was remember the other day we were talking and I was telling you that growing up hearing stories about like somebody stealing or <laughs> even murder. I grew up where the, the word murder wasn't even a common word at all. At all. These were like not heard of because in the community I grew up in, everything was we <laughs> Just everybody took care of each other. Everybody loved each other. We didn't think of stealing somebody else's because everybody needed. Everybody wanted to make sure everybody was taken care of. So if you live in that kind of society, now hearing that somebody would actually take somebody else's life was like unheard of. But unfortunately, uh, as our hearts wax cold and deceive uh, us, we just do crazy things. But on the
0: contrary, on my side now, I've seen and heard of all these different things, you know, and... And the one thing like she like she said, you know, like my wife said, you know, the one thing she said is that, you know, that unsavory things, you know, it's things that murder, you know, lies, cheats. And this one just particular thing, thievery, you know, because guess what? They live to tell the story. They live to tell the, next, the another day. You know, when you lie, you get caught, you know, and there's no net living to tell because you got caught. When you cheat, you get caught, you know, there's no telling about it because everybody know, you know, and, but when you steal or when you, when you a thief, you know, you go, this is your trade. This is what you do, you know? And so, you know, this is what I do. And guess what? I don't get caught until that very day you get caught. And so it reminds us of the scripture you know, because this is a podcast that we do. And this is the Bible that we base it on. And this is the word of God. You know, I'm reminded of scripture. I always say the scripture, John 1:1. in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And so here is God's word being manifested, made flesh in Jesus Christ. But here we are at this point in time. This is before Christ is going to the cross. He meets some people before he get there. And one of them is a thief
1: man yes yeah, so we'll be in that story today yeah. so if you got your bible let's go ahead and take your bible out using your app go ahead and open your app let's get in this word let's meditate on it let's just allow the word to bring life to our hearts and bring a great transformation in us as always. So Luke 23 is where we will be today. And we're going to start reading from about verse 35. But as you mentioned that we are going to be talking about Jesus now, and he's already said, not my will, but your will be done. Uh, and he, he's laid down. Yeah, he's now laying yeah. down his own life. Um, Beautiful, beautiful. We know that the end, the story ends real wonderful for us, but, yes, it do. <laughs> but, But here's the story, and this is the part that we want to talk about today. And we're going to start off in verse 35. It says, and the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided, I hope I pronounced that right, him saying, he saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the King of the Jews, save thyself. And a su- uh, and a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the King of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ save thyself and us. And Whoa. I'll pause there for a second and Steve can read the rest <laughs> hey, of it. And
0: you know what? That That's crazy because that sounds like, us in trouble, you know, that sound like one of us in trouble, you know, when we know that someone that can get us out of trouble, we always like, save me, man, you gotta get me out of this too, you know, you know, hey, if you could get yourself out, get me out too, but if you can't get yourself out, help me get out at least, come on, bruh, you know, but here it is, you know, it, it's the sentiment of the scripture that with Jesus, who he is, and what he came to do, and so as we read a little further. Oh, we- and
1: I just wanted to say, isn't that crazy that, that <laughs> these are thieves and they're like, you know, he's, he's kind of mocking him. Like, if that will be Christ, if you're really who you say you are, you know, save, save yourself and get me off here, too.
0: You but- know, you got the power. But really, really, he just like really save myself, save me, you know, because I, if you can't save yourself, you can't save me. But if you, well, if you can save yourself, please include me also, bro. You know. But I mean, it's it's amazing because it, it you you know as you look at it, it's no recollection of what you did to get there, what you did, and so we can see that root of pride there, kind of, you know, where it, it causes you to just see. Man, a way out, a way out of a situation that you may have caused and you expecting God to get you out of the situation. And God is like, hey, sometimes there's a consequence to every situation you put yourself in so you can learn from it you know and at this point these guys must have been doing this a long time for them to get to the point of death and say hey you know it's it you know i've been trying and I, I i myself believe when you get to a place like this god has been trying to get your attention he's been trying to get you to change your mind get you to see something different but you're still making the same oopsies and so because you still make the same oopsies you run into the same situation and guess what there's an ending a finality of the situation that comes with everything we know the scripture says For the wages of sin is death. We know know the scriptures say, um, uh, um, uh, it talks about uh, one of the commandments is thou shall not steal. (laughs) And, you know, guess what? You know, if it's a command that we are not to do, we shouldn't do it, you know. But, you know, that's another story. But let me continue to read on. Uh, Verse 40. It said, but the other answered, rebuked him, saying, does not thou fear God? seeing that thou art in the same condemnation. Verse 41, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me, when thou comest into thy kingdom.
1: And I, I, can I just say something before we, we get to the, yeah. the good parts? Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're, right now we're almost getting to the good parts. But I like this conversation that's happening, right? So Jesus is there, right, at the cross. And we, there are two other hanging with him on this cross. Man. Uh, and, and they're having this conversation a while below, as they look down probably, right? These people are mocking them and, you know, making a spectacle of them because that's what you know if you were caught doing some kind of crime and this was your punishment they felt like you deserved it. So here they are and they're having this conversation and 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 I like I like how he's saying but the other answering rebuked him saying so after this guy says well one of the guys one of the thieves is like well you know if you were Christ why don't you save yourself and save us you know and then the other one now changes the tone and he says uh, he rebuked him saying, Dost not thou fear God? So <laughs> imagine asking a thief, You don't fear God? <laughs> Man. You know, and 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 this is something I've been really meditating on—the fear of the Lord. Uh, I mean, how many times in Proverbs do we see the fear of the Lord is is everything, right? I'm just going to sum it all up and say the fear of the Lord is everything. You must fear the Lord because when you have the fear of the Lord, then you will your heart desires and is 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 in tune with what He desires. That means the only person that you are concerned about pleasing or being unpleased to is God. Like you are mindful of what you're doing because you fear the Lord. He's the creator. He's, he's your father. He's every, if he's all these things to you, then you have that reverence, that reverence for him to honor him in that way. So he's saying, do you not honor? I mean, if I was to just use my own words, do you not honor the Lord? Do you not have that
0: kind of reverence for the Lord? Have you not put him in his perspective place, you know, And, and that's the that's the sentiment. God has to have his perspective place in your life. And it's supposed to be first. Amen. But a lot of times we say God is first. But guess what? As soon as the bills need to be paid, guess what? We're going to do anything yeah. to pay those bills. <laughs> We're going to lie. We're going to cheat. we going to steal. We're going <laughs> to do all these things to get those bills paid. But g-
1: God has to be first. And, and you know, stealing, stealing. I just want to say this just to be funny. But stealing doesn't always mean the Hamburglar, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that his name? You know, the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. with the black and white uh, jumpsuit. It doesn't always mean that it could mean just just you being dishonest you doing things in a dishonest way where you should you know better you know you the holy spirit is telling you this is right and you're doing the opposite and you go ahead and do the opposite of what god says for you to they do.
0: they always say if you lie you will steal you know if you if you'll steal you will lie because <laughs> guess what they go hand in hand many things, you know yes. they go hand in hand because guess what when i when i steal guess what somebody asks me did i steal it guess what i'm gonna say no <laughs> when I lie, somebody asks you, "Did you lie?" You're gonna say no, <laughs> and so it it it, it kind of match up. So when you steal, you never want to get caught, so you're never never gonna tell. So guess what? You're always lying. You know, I'm not a thief, but guess what? You stole. You are a thief. <laughs> you're a common thief. You're a common crook. <laughs> but I mean, that I mean that's the sentiment of it. You know. So
1: so so he goes on and he says, "Seeing thou art in the same condemnation." question mark and he says and we indeed justly so he's saying like you you know we're guilty
0: you know we did (laughs) you know we was over here at peter's house man doing what we weren't supposed to do come on bro those pieces of gold
1: and silver (laughs) for we receive the due reward of our deeds but check it out. He says, but this man is pointing to Jesus had done nothing amiss. So he's he has a witness in him that says, this man, Jesus, here with us, he has done nothing. He man. has done nothing. So the tone is changing here. And he says, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember
0: me when thou comest into thy kingdom. That's where you left off. And, man. I'll let you <laughs> and that's the powerful sentiment right there. So it's three things happening right here in this statement. It said and he said unto Jesus Lord remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom so the first thing is he recognized Jesus as being Lord amen man so it almost reminds me of the story of Paul you know when he got knocked off his donkey and he said why does thou persecute me Paul you know and he says he Lord. was Saul then and yeah he was like it's all he said Lord yeah. <laughs> and he already said his name so it's amazing that he recognized Jesus as being Lord already. So it questions, make you question, why is he doing all the stuff he was doing in the first place if you already thought Jesus was Lord? And a lot of times we do things because of pride, because we have to know that we know, we have to be sure about it. You know, and so here it is, you know, for all of us who are in this place where we know God, we feel with the Holy Spirit and walking in truth, man, we know that we know. So it shouldn't be any shortcomings. Shouldn't be unless you choose to just say, oh, I'm gonna go out here and left and see how it feel (laughs) (laughs) unless you're doing stuff like that. But this is the sentiment of it. So he knew, first of all, that Jesus was who he was. He was Lord. The second thing is in his heart, he conceived it. So, man, to know that you know, hey Lord, you know, I know that you got. So, guess what? When you get to your kingdom, hey man, put a word in for me. You know, basically, oh oh, won't you bring me with you? You know, no, let's be real with that. Let's, won't you take me with you?
1: And I like how you kind you you said earlier that it it doesn't you know you don't get to a place where now you're you're being put to death basically for this crime that you committed just from once doing it. It takes, you probably have gotten away with it so many times and God's been trying to catch, to make sure that he, 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 he lets you know, this is not right. This is not right. You know, if you're not hardening your heart, then you probably hear him and stop and turn around and repent and change your mind. But here it's, it's, it's been an ongoing issue on and on and on. So Can you imagine the hardness of the heart that has now, I mean, this is just my perspective that the hardness of the heart that now has set in for you to be now in this place where you get caught and now you are about to die for this crime. But yet He's having a change of heart right in this moment that Jesus, you are Lord. And Lord, if you would just, uh, uh, just remember me, remember me when you come into your kingdom, because now I'm realizing, or maybe I'm, I'm now saying, Whoa, that I've, I've been getting warning upon warning. I, I get it now. And sometimes it takes that big old jolt for us to say, Oh, what was I doing? I, what, where Man. was I going? What was I thinking? You know? And that's why we have to, to obey the voice of the hope for those now that yeah, us yeah, who have yeah, the Holy Spirit yeah. to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit because he's always trying to help us to stay in, in the right path to help us to stay where we need to be to stay in truth and and and, and stay in God's will stay right there because if you start devi- deviating and you start going somewhere else oh I'll take care of it myself that's how you end up in in some mess some trouble
0: and you remember life is a learning experience you know a lot of time- Sometimes we have to deprogram ourselves because we've been programmed a certain way you know and so with the holy spirit it's a whole different concept of what we've been programmed to do naturally naturally we've been programmed that i go to school for 12 years i go to college for four years and then i go and get a career and i live my life and then i die you know but unfortunately that's not the sentiment you know the sentiment is that we live our life according to the word according to the word of God and once we get to that place of learning who God is now we have to debunk all that gunk that we grew up learning we traditionalize by saying hey you know this has been a part of my life now you want me to change it Lord Lord let me just bring this along that's why a lot of times we try to bring stuff along you know along the ride and say Lord you know what I can use this steel with my with my safe. Like when God is saying, I'm giving you a clean slate. Why would you want to take that with you? Why would you want to take that pain, that hurt, all that rejection and bring it along the ride? When it's the buck stop here, because guess what? The people you're, you're going to the, the people you're going to run across being a new creation are going to be different. They're going to understand different. You know why? Because they're going to see you different. A lot of times we don't realize the effect we put on others. When we come into an atmosphere, guess what? You're a different person than the next person that just came through the door. So guess what? I'm going to treat you differently. But a lot of times we we expecting someone to treat me just like the last person because they, through experience and through all these different things and we never began to see the full change. But let's get back to the story because it's so amazing the next verse we're going to read because it's going to sum it all up you know, about change and how things happen. So verse 43, it said, and Jesus said unto him, verily, I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And so here we are, you know, as the church, you know, we, 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 we have these things that we do to get to the place and point of reference the point of salvation it's, it's always well, two or three gathering his name. He's in the midst of D, touching everything. So it's gotta be two or three people together and we got to pray the sinner's prayer and then they get saved. But here's the sentiment right here. The thief on the cross. If you read 42 and 43, you're going to get something totally different than that. 40 in 42, you get that his heart had already changed when he seen Jesus. And imagine you at the end of your rope, it's nothing else. So guess what? I better try this because guess what? I don't want to go and be burning in hell somewhere that I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be in the first place. So here it is. I've heard stories of Jesus. I know Jesus. So before he even got to the paradise part, this guy has already, already confessed Jesus as Lord. And so that means to confess Jesus as Lord, that means his heart already began to change, man. But because he's a thief, you know what we would do? We would look at him totally different and say, yeah, right. He don't mean that. He don't know that. But here's Jesus saying, Verily I say unto you, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. So, therefore, Jesus already recognized that his heart had begun to change. Amen. He had already repented of, 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 he had already changed his mind, repented, right? Changed his mind. He had already changed his mind and he was already ready to be received. Amen. And so, Jesus, the only thing he had to do was say today, in confidence, you will be with me in paradise. Amen. Man, that That's had to powerful. be the best day of his life at yes. the last days of his life. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, he
1: didn't, he didn't sit there and have a rap sheet for him and say, well, it looks like you stole here and there and then you lied on this day you got to pay up for that you so you got to go to to you know uh, you got to go to this and 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 read these prayers first and then you gotta no none of that none of that we have to do none of that all he desires from us is a heart that's now saying lord i know i have witnessed uh, and i remember you know who who you know who has that story with Peter, uh, and the other disciples, who do you say that I am? And he says, you know, flesh and blood has not revealed this, this to you. So we, we have the yearning in our heart for the truth. And once we come to that knowledge of truth, that Jesus is truly our Lord and savior, that's it, that is it. That is it. That's the beginning. That's the beginning of our transformation, our heart transformation, exactly what he came to do for us. Sozo, which is
0: to be made whole. And you know what? Does salvation cost that much? And, and as we see, it don't cost a thing. It's a free will gift. This Amen. guy freely said, Master, today remember me in thy kingdom. So he it was he asked the question and, and Jesus fulfilled his with an answer and said, to, from this day forth, you'll be with me in paradise. Man. So does salvation cost anything? It, the only thing it costs is you saying, I give up. Amen. I give up, Lord, and, and you know what? Whatever I've done before, please forgive me. You know, and you don't have to say those things because guess what? It'll be proven. The proof is always in the pudding, man. And you know what that means? It's always proven through your actions. The Bible say what comes out is not what goes in the man that defiles the man. It's what comes out and vice versa. It's not what goes in the man that that, that says he's the best. It's what comes out of the man. You know, that and that's what causes it to produce something. Amen. And so, man, come on. You hear yourself saying, Master, Lord, I love you. Guess what? It's going to produce. It's going to produce encouragement. It's going to produce all these different things in your life. Because guess what? Jesus loves you for sure. Guess what? And because guess what? You said, Jesus, I love you. And Lord, love on me. He's going to make sure he loves on you and encourage you to be who you are. Amen. You know, and so... You know, salvation doesn't cost anything, but you just, you to give up and say yes.
1: Amen. And I, and I think that's a g- great, just challenge for those maybe that have never heard the gospel before or have heard the gospel, but you're not even sure. Like, did I really, you know, cause, cause it, I I don't necessarily believe that saying a prayer is what gets you saved. This is, this is salvation. This is what we're talking about. This is a true confession of your heart because your heart really realizes what you are confessing to. You know, that's, that's the part that sometimes we miss is that did you hear the gospel? Did it really resonate in your heart that Jesus truly died for you and that he rose from the dead in power uh, so that by that resonance Resurrection. You are now also made powerful, just as He resurrected. So, have are you being resurrected from your dead self to now being a new creation? And then, don't even talk about the born again experience, because you know now we talk about being born again and and being new, being made new. All these things, they're 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 all the 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 accumulations of that sozo that I was talking about. What that word salvation means in the Greek, it, it means to be made whole. So so it's. Starts with your heart, a heart that really resonates with the gospel and says that Jesus is Lord. And not necessarily all these, sometimes we get into this ordinances of you should do this. You should be dunked in water. You should do this. No, 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 no. You, are you really repentant in your heart? As we see this thief on the cross saying, you know what, we're guilty of our sins. You we're guilty. We are justly supposed to be here. Like it's fair that we are here because we did wrong. So I realized I was wrong. And, and I realized the only way out of this, the only way that I'm going to be saved is by Jesus inviting me in I and mean, remembering me, uh, a, a thief. And I realized I am a thief. I, I realized I'm a sinner in need of, of, of grace
0: and I need to be saved. And so this really debunks that, you know, that whole belief that if you live by the 10 commandments, then thou shall be saved. It, it debunks that because here it goes, this guy is a thief. So he's not following the 10 commandments. <laughs> and so because of that, it, it debunks that it, it's, it's, it's ushering in as we look and see that grace that's coming from the father through the son, you know, through the son's, um, sacrifice. And so it's, it's ushering in the new covenant right here. This is the beginning of the new covenant right here when Jesus Christ died. And so it's ushering it in It's letting us see that, okay, I'm going to do something new on this day. You know, it's going to be something new that happens, but guess what? This is how my grace going to look. It's going to look forgiveness because it's a heart issue that God desires to change. And only way he's going to begin to change it is through you receiving and knowing that he's Lord, you know, and so and what that means is knowing that Jesus is Lord, you know, the only begotten son for John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so this is exactly what this thief is doing. Who shall ever not whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Here's the thief: believing Jesus is Lord, asking him to master, let me go on, come on, let me get into that kingdom, you know. And he he's allowing him to see it. And so there is nothing that we can do. That's going to bring salvation is not believing in the law, not doing the law, because guess what? We can't fulfill the law ourselves, you know, not uh, of doing works, different things. Well, Lord, if I guess if I do this 10 days, you know, maybe I'll be better at it and maybe you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to do it. What's going to do it is like the thief at the cross, believing that Jesus is Lord. And guess what? With your whole heart believing, and guess what? With your whole heart receiving the reward that Jesus is going to give you for believing. Because guess what? Grace brings sufficiency. So it means that it's just enough to get you through the door. But guess what? We know as we go farther, we know that in our flesh, we, we resist God, you know, and so guess what? Our spirit man fights with our flesh. And so that's why you need empowerment of the Holy Spirit, because it's so important that the Holy Spirit is what empowers us to live this life and live it the way God said, live it being righteous. And so you need the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: And I just want to end off by reading this awesome scripture in Ephesians. Ephesians 2, we'll just start off at verse 4. It says, but God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And I think I'm just going to end there, but that's powerful. That's a powerful description from apostle Paul, uh, uh, just talking, but it's talk to me. It sounds just like what, what we see happening here in Luke, uh, where the thief is at the cross and the grace is right there to meet him. And that, that was through the richness of, of, of God's mercy and his great love where he loved us that now he was quickened with Christ, you know, it, it was right there in the kingdom with Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome that, that he got to receive that blessing? So we praise God for his grace It's so sufficient. It doesn't require all these things, but it just requires a heart that says, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe. And he knows that he sees our heart because he said, I'm going to give you a heart of flesh because you and your wicked heart that won't work for you, but I'll give you a heart of flesh whereby you can receive me. So if you haven't received him, just, uh, just believe in your heart and you will receive him and he will you'll be in his kingdom also.
0: And you know what? You know, this is the closing of of our session today. But guess what? We leave you with this. You know, it's nothing too hard for God. And there's nothing that's not so easy for God. Because all these things are easy for God. And guess what? Only thing you have to do is say yes. And give up and give it to the Lord. And this has been the G220 Effect. And we're
1: ghosts.